Many would have noticed the happy wishes for a new year or blessed Rosh Hashanah go out over social media today. It is the celebration of the Jewish New Year, in the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar, wait, hold on, what? If you're a curious person, such as myself, you would undoubtedly wonder how on earth the Jews celebrate their New Year in the seventh month of their calendar, also, didn't they just celebrate it in March? Yes, it is a bit confusing, and it also coincides with the Biblical Feast of the Lord, called the Feast of Trumpets, or Yom Teruah, which most Jews don't observe. So, where does Rosh Hashanah come from? Within Jewish tradition there are a lot of rabbinic traditions, and Rosh Hashanah is one of those traditions. It is nowhere mentioned in the Torah or the Bible as we know it today. The first time this feast is mentioned is in the Mishnah, a Jewish code compiled in 200 AD. The Jewish New Year, or Rosh Hashanah, head of the year, is celebrated as the agricultural beginning of the year, and gained popularity after the Israelites returned from Babylon. Babylonians took their New Year celebrations very seriously, and it is speculated that some of this rubbed off onto the Israelites during their captivity. This day happened to fall on the same day as the biblically commanded Feast of the Lord mentioned in Leviticus 23 23-25. As with all of God's feasts, the Feast of Trumpets symbolically represents a prophetic step in God's plan for salvation. Trumpets were used in biblical times to make announcements, to gather people together, to send out a warning or a proclamation, or at the coronation of a king. In Revelation 8-11 we read about the seven trumpets, signaling events at the end of this age, and upon the blowing of the seventh trumpet we read about the second coming of Christ and the resurrection of the saints. So, the biblical feast of trumpets point us toward the future coming of Christ, to reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. It point us towards the hope we have in Jesus, a vital step in God's plan for mankind's salvation, and as His people we are reminded of this when we observe and rejoice by keeping His feast and don't trade it or confuse it with some rabbinic tradition of merely celebrating the beginning of the harvest year. God's seven feasts listed in Leviticus 23 perfectly map out His plan for mankind. The first three of those feasts has been perfectly fulfilled, on the day that they're appointed times. Christ was sacrificed as the Passover lamb, on the Passover. He was presented to the Father on the first day of the week as the wave sheaf offering, to be accepted by God as a sacrifice for our sins and as a first fruit of the harvest of God's children. On the day of Pentecost, the same day the Israelites received God's commandments from Mount Sinai in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was poured out onto the first century church. It has been a long dry summer since, and the day of trumpets draws near, representing the return of the King. The next feast coming up is the Day of Atonement, on which day in the future, Satan will be bound and have no more influence on humanity. Jesus will stand victorious and the beginning of His millennial rule will begin, and last for a thousand years, as represented by the Feast of Tabernacles. The final feast day is the last great day, on which the whole world will be judged at the great white throne judgment, and all those who choose to love and obey God will enter into eternity with Him, where there will be no more tears, no more pain, no more hate. It will be an eternity of love, joy and peace.